Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, music, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. We also stream it live on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. And uh, yeah, we've, we've got a, a really great show for you today. I mean, uh, there really wasn't much going on last night. Nothing big, you know, happening at all. So this is actually how well in advance we plan these things. Or actually, uh, let me... Let me let me circle back for a second here. This is how well in advance we thought this uh, election was going to be wrapped up. You know, we book guests in advance, and we have uh, the folks, the fine folks from Project Triforce on. Uh, this is Matthew Marone and John Peretti. Hello. Doing their Hello. doing their thing. They're going to be sort of in the yeah, sort of in the in the line of camera. John's John's off to the side, which is which is probably better for everybody. But um. We're booking guests. We're like, hey, November 9th. You know, what's going on November 9th? You know, what a great time to talk about holiday merchandise right. that you could be picking up <laughs> in the pop culture world because we all kind of just figured like Hillary's got this in the bag. So um, we're going to maybe briefly talk about women present, this and that. But for the most part, we're going to go right into like just the holidays and how great everything is. So, well, we uh, we didn't see this coming. All right, but first, Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by all of our beloved patrons. We have dedicated fans, Einar Peterson and Ashley Haikai, our program director, Stephanie Dolce, our executive producer, Steve Hovecki, and Brian Phillips, and as always, our Uber fan, Christina Dolce. Uh, if you would like to uh, donate to our Patreon page, go to michaeldolce.com. I am your host, Michael Dolce, D-O-L-C-E. We've got our uh, loyal fans, Espada Premier Stark on, the Periscope feed, which you can get to uh, at the Twitter page, at Michael underscore Dolce. I've got our loyal troll, Fecal One. He's on as well, too. you got to love that. I'm excited. For um, that. <laughs> he, he wants to punch me in the beard. Oh, no, he wants to punch the beard off the flannel shirt guy. Oh, Matt. That's, that would be me. That's just as good as, that's just as, good as it gets like right that. there. See, this I is like why that. I'm not a This guy's got a lot of rage in him. He was probably a Trump guy. Anyway, if you would like to get copies of the show outline before we go to air or access to our library of interviews like Chris Cornell, Kevin Bacon, and more, um, you can go to our Patreon page. Just be a $2 patron. You get it every week. It's some really cool stuff. $5 patrons get an exclusive live feed of the show and private chat area where you guys can talk to us in studio and kind of hear all this uh, good stuff here. So, gentlemen, we got ourselves a new president. It's President Did Trump. President-elect. Oh, that's true. A lot that's, can happen. That's, that's, <laughs> don't get presumptuous. It, it, doesn't it just kind of feel kind of dirty a little bit? Like, I don't like using the word President Trump. Like, it just feels like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's been a lot of presidents I haven't liked, so. <laughs> but this one, this one definitely has like a, a different, a different tone, a different oh, vibe. It's now, different. Uh, yeah. We're doing it. I mean, I w basically the way I summed it up to people was I actually was happy to see her lose, and I was very sad to see him win. Yeah. Like I feel like there was no winners or losers in this. That is exactly why last night happened. Nobody did anybody. Well, I'm sure people did go out actually supporting somebody, but I mean, it was you know the best of the worst in a lot of people's minds. So I don't think you're alone there. Um, but it, I mean, it was surprising. I think. So were you shocked? I mean, when you went to bed, yeah, well, when you went shocked. to bed at whatever time, like, so I went to bed at like, I fell asleep around one. Yeah. I was, I was in bed by like eight o'clock cause I've got an eight month old at home and he's getting up at four 30 these days because he's all messed up from daylight savings. So dairy. yeah, but I did wake up at three 30 in the morning and I was like, holy crap, like, I can't believe he won. I had to wake my wife up. She's like, get the F out of here. I'm like, no, I mean, he really won. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I woke up to a, a text from my wife with the picture from Google saying that Trump is, Trump is now our president, and I could have swore she was trolling me. Um, <laughs> I had no idea that this was real life until I started actually going onto the internet after I got out of the shower, started having breakfast, and I'm like, I almost spit the cereal out of my mouth. I'm like, this, you weren't lying to me. What is this? So it was, uh, you know, it was interesting. And, you know, then you got the popular vote, which is a whole nother conversation. But, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. I can't say I was surprised. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean. Really? It, yeah, I mean, really, no, though? I, I mean, mean, I think every no, conversation. It was, in, it, was in the, it was in the back of everybody's mind. And I think just the fact that nobody was planning for it, I think, in the past couple of weeks made me think, like, watch it happen. <laughs> like, like seriously, there was no plan B. Nobody had a plan B. The Democrats did not have a plan B. Well, Bernie Sanders actually just went, you know, went on record like a year ago and was right. like, the Democrats need to rethink this entire, right. you know, As election. I said, the Democrats did not have a plan B. Bernie Sanders does. He's not a Democrat. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it, it's interesting that the two people that started a groundswell this year was a guy who was not a Democrat 
and a Republican who was a Democrat up until however many years ago, whose children were still registered for Democrats and, and yes. couldn't vote for him in the primaries. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that's now the leader of the Republican Party. And an independent socialist almost took over the Democratic Party. So, you know, was it shock? Why should we be shocked? Every single thing that Trump did, every single time somebody said, nah, it can't happen. And he did it. Nah, he can't win uh, New Hampshire. He won New Hampshire. All right, but, you know, he has no ground game. Definitely can't win the primary. Won the primary. Okay, well, his poll numbers will tank after the debates. I mean, they went down, but he never... Well, he grabbed women by the... And he didn't... uh, Well, who among us? (laughs) (laughs) That happens in locker rooms all the time. But, like, every single... Like, bachelor party locker rooms, but it's a totally different thing. He defied what was supposed to happen. So why not yeah. take that up to the end? I mean, and, and say <laughs> this is a lesson to everyone, right? I mean, yeah, it's like that you can, is what's interesting. Like yeah. it's it's wild. Everything's out the window. It, it, the, the, the you know the looking glass is in the rearview mirror now. Mm-hmm. We're through it. Now what happens? Just um, don't use the nukes. That's my only expectation yeah. for him. If he just doesn't use the nukes, we're they just in good don't shape. Have to show them where they are. <laughs> who are they though who are these people the that they? are they the yeah, the, the admirals know. and generals that actually it's like about, i mean he's not going to be running crap what is a president nowadays he's, he's got, just a glorified it, spokesperson the, to some extent yeah. right he, he's not I, I agree i really don't think he knows he can't he couldn't have gotten this far by being dumb let's put it that way I no mean, I absolutely think, not. i think a lot of people would say like you know oh he's like a, you know dumb idiot or whatnot the guy's not dumb the guy became president of the united states when there were a hell of a lot more people that should have <laughs> well that's that's uh that maybe not a hell of a lot more uh i'd say what seven there were six 17 candidates running for the they Republican were pretty Party. all pretty terrible i'd say but right? i'd say about 16 more of them actually on paper had better qualifications yes <laughs> yes maybe so, 15 and a half ted cruz you know maybe um, maybe not so much you know, I think he's got to be smart enough to say, I don't know what I'm doing. Now, he luckily has a Republican, for, luckily for him, yeah. has a Republican Senate and a Republican House behind him, too. But they okay. hate him, too. But they can come in and say, okay, look, we know you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know you don't know what you're doing. Let us do this. You ever stamp it. You get all the credit. We'll do all the work. We get our agenda. But isn't, through. you know, isn't that how Bush ended up messing up the entire I'm country? Saying, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying it'll be good. <laughs> I'm not saying this is a way to run a country. <laughs> but I'm just saying if I am a Republican strategist right now, this is the way I'm thinking we're going to set up sure. know, this vehicle here. But he's, you know, and, and for all of us joining, this is a pop culture show and we will get into some cool pop culture. I'm actually joined by John Peretti and Matthew Marone from... Project Triforce. They do awesome video game merchandise, and we're going to definitely get into that because we need a little distraction from this. Um, the nice part is at least it's 24 hours after. Uh, well, maybe not 24 hours completely, but it's it's close enough after that we've had it at least sink in that that actually happened. But, uh, you know, the one thing with Trump, though, is his ego is... is he, I, this is this could either be a really good thing or a really bad thing. Bush was just... He, Bush literally was like too stupid to know what he was doing mm-hmm. and so just signed off on everything he just trusted everyone around him and everyone around him just robbed you know the entire world trustful, blind yeah. again uh, i don't think bush was stupid and i'm not a fan of bush i really don't think you could become president by being a stupid person he you could wasn't be a bad very good like he wasn't bad, very bright you could be a bad i don't i, I disagree and I, again i'm not saying he was um, a good president you could be a very bright person and be a bad president i'm not sure if you could become president and not be a bright person well, we'll find out, won't we? Um, you know, not a good public speaker? Sure. Oh, well, uh, yes. Yes. But. Well, that's without a doubt. So how did how did this happen, and how did pop culture make this happen? That's two of the things that, um, you know, people are on the on everyone's mind is, you know, how did this happen? How did, how did Trump get there? Well, I'll be honest with you. The pop culture take is exactly why he got there. So everything we kind of talk about, you know, the media, the TV, the movies, all this stuff, we made Trump a celebrity in the early 2000s. I mean, and John actually pointed out, he was actually a Democrat up until four years ago. Uh, so, you know, in terms of his political allegiances, he actually was to the left. Again, it goes back to him being smart because the mm-hmm. Democrats were sort of, they knew where they were going. They knew where their future was. Yeah. This guy sees the there's a vacuum in the Republican leadership. Mm-hmm. Um it seems like their base is pretty pissed off at the moment. Yep. I can be a hateful person. I'm a smart man and I'm taking advantage of this opportunity and all of a sudden I'm a Republican. So again, I actually think he's incredibly smart. Oh, I don't, I don't disagree with that either. Actually, uh, Bush will, will disagree with, cause I actually think he was just kind of average intelligence. All right. All right. But, um, you know, that's one of the things though, that makes it so interesting though, too, in, in this election too, 
this is also a result of us making him a celebrity. And I mean us, like as a universal, you know, he was an 80s mogul. I mean, he was an 80s guy. That was his time to shine. He came back because of Celebrity Apprentice. You started knowing about him. He actually started getting more investments. I mean, you realize like in the 90s, I mean, he really was in bankruptcy for most of the 90s. He picked himself back up again through becoming this, you know, reality show contestant. So he really built himself up through pop culture, which, which made right. it, you know, very, you know, we're kind of responsible for this, all of us. You know, tune in. You made I'm him a celebrity. I'm not responsible for anything. Uh, they, <laughs> they, y'all encompass the they. they are. I, 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 I come on, John. Don't be divided. We're, no blood you, we're on unified. We're unifying. No it's on everyone's fault. Um, the other thing too, and this is something we've actually kind of talked about on the show, Sam. Uh, I have my Sam, my trusty engineer here every uh, every Wednesday night. We do this. We do this on TalkingAlternative.com. We do this on Facebook.com. We do this on Periscope. We have our loyal listeners and our loyal trolls, which we appreciate. How's that guy um, doing, by the way? Has he said anything about me? No, you know, actually, the funny thing is, I keep flipping it back and forth so i'm sure he's actually no actually because we, we're not we're ignoring him now we're not giving him airtime so i think he dropped off but you know <laughs> he'll come back again in a little bit Give later a little bit. um the other thing too is we've we've talked about the pc culture and the and i i look at pc culture and the attack on you know our characters our movies our basically if you guys have i know you guys listen to every single show i know i know you guys are loyal loyal yeah. listeners and loyal followers but uh, one of the things we talked about was like the new iron man you know and john you actually worked at marvel when that was actually happening too so that was it was kind of exciting the the diversity yeah. movement mm-hmm. right and the diversity movement we've t- we've talked about diversity great diversity is awesome diversity changing characters we love not a big fan of that right. and and take that to a larger larger scope i mean people in general now you have a, ro- a white, rural, lower middle class that has been under attack by this PC culture, by social media. You know, yeah. they're being called racists but for supporting Trump, but I right. really just think that they wanted to be heard. I will say, yes, I certainly, you know, it goes without saying, you know, Trump locked up the racist and sexist vote. Sure, oh, absolutely. No but that vote alone is not enough to propel him to president. And I right. think... All of the knee-jerk reaction this morning of saying America is such a homophobic, racist, sexist compi- uh, company, country. <laughs> it's is, a company now. Um, <laughs> is, um, is missing sort of the point of how this happened. And it's actually exactly why this happened. Michael Moore actually and, said it, and he said it a few weeks ago. I'm not a fan of that guy either. No, I'm I don't like him. That's the funny thing, Moore. though. I don't no, like Michael I, Moore either, Mike, but he hit it Michael on the Moore head. has been saying, he has been a seer through this whole thing. He was mm-hmm. saying it for months. He's like, he was 100% positive. This dude is winning. Yep. And yeah, he was right. And uh, But yeah, it's and it, the PC thing, it goes back to that whole, um, you know, blaming this on an ism. It's like, what ism is it going to be next? That's 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 the fault of sure. whatever. And and there is a large segment of the country that just got tired of that and being lumped into saying that they were part of that problem and they didn't even know what that ism was. And, right. And so I think for a lot of people, you know, there was a political commentator who I um, uh, sort of follow and he goes, you know, for Washington insiders and, um, you know, people more experienced in politics, like this looks like chaos. But to I think the average American, it looks like democracy. Right. No, and absolutely this, agree. This was their chance to throw a Molotov cocktail into the whole thing and say, "Hey, you know what? We're pissed off. Is he's going to drive off, drive us off a cliff? Whatever." Well, you couldn't have said it better. I think it's definitely democracy, and I think that if you guys have a, a voice, this is a live call-in show. It's eight seven seven four eight zero four one two zero. So, if anybody wants to talk with the folks from Project Triforce um, about the election, we are going to start talking about Project Triforce in our next segment. So, uh, come on back. But we are always welcome to uh, debate the topics. And this one, look, this one extends beyond. You know, just the normal Doctor Strange movie, which we'll talk about a little later today, which was pretty awesome as well, too. Um, So when we return, we're going to dive into some uh, Project Triforce. Going to give us the, you know, get a little distraction. We're going to we're going to we're going to do a little distraction from uh, from the election. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday. We talk movies, comics, TV, music, and pop culture. We've kind of like wrestled the pop culture thing uh, into the election talk. But we've got uh, we got two gentlemen on here today. They're from an Shame. awesome company. Well, well, not first gentlemen. And definitely no. not the first gentleman anymore. Uh, we got John Preddy and Ma- Matthew Marone from Project Triforce. You guys, uh, you guys do cool things, and we want to give our um, give our listeners a little uh, breather from the election talk because it's it's crazy. But if you do want to talk the election, you can call in eight seven seven four eight zero four one two zero, and uh, John will talk to you, and Matthew will nod. Uh, uh, I'm good. Elections left field for me. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> This is my hot spot, and I'm good now. All right, so Matthew, talk to me about Project Triforce. Um, you guys, well, first of all, give us a background on the company yeah. uh, for anybody who doesn't know, but, I mean, you guys are huge, so I can't imagine that people don't know, so. We're huge. Huge. Good. huge. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, thank you for having us. Uh, Project Triforce, we've been around since 2008, and we create uh, one-to-one full-scale replicas, statues and busts from uh video games ranging back from Tetris, you know, over, mm-hmm. you know, 25, 30 years ago to some of the newer game titles out there like Battlefield 1, Gears of War, uh, Halo, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, Batman, Arkham Universe, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it all really started when uh, our boss and owner, Rob, uh, noticed that there was no really high-end... Hang on, hang on. First of all, for, Rob, for, John, yeah. for John and I, who actually worked together at Wizard with Rob, that's just really weird for you to right. say our boss and owner yeah. of Rob. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, it, it was great when I sold him a uh, you know a very expensive TV set at Best Buy, befriending him, and now I work for him. <laughs> so it's very interesting how this full circle happened. Um, Best Buy is just the place to be. See, oh, that's, yeah. That's where the oh, networking yeah. happens. So that's good, good stuff. Good old Magnolia section. Uh, yeah, so, so he pretty much... You know, words from his mouth, there was no high-end uh, video game collectibles mm-hmm. you know, at that time. And kind of still now, we're one of the only real companies that do that out there. And it's crazy when you think of it uh, that, excuse me, that video games were, were seen for such a long time as a as a redheaded stepchild almost in sure. pop culture where, you know, a game like Call of Duty that just came out or Battlefield 1 or Titanfall, you know, in a matter of 24 hours or a week span, it will make just as much money, if not more than what Avatar or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Doctor Strange yeah. will make within a, a weekend or this whole run within a theater. I mean, yeah. it is very, very popular and, and lucrative. And uh, yeah, yeah, it all happened um, back in 2008 when Rob, big Gears of War, it's when Gears of War was huge at the time, still is now. And it's like, I, I, I want a Lancer. Sure. I, I want a one-to-one full-scale replica uh, that no one else is doing. And um, pretty much that's where it all started. Uh, it was with the Gears of War license. He walked into Microsoft somehow, this this guy from Queens. No, that I, I can totally believe that. See, Rob's Rob, got the gift Rob's of the gift. He can talk it's, his way out of a genocide. It, <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, no, no, yeah, come on, no, guys, no, no, guys. You're being ridiculous. Yeah, this, we, is we, this is what you're going to do for me. See, this is the best part. See, <laughs> Rob actually had another engagement. He was supposed to be here, so we can rip on him all we want. Oh, right. I can oh, rip yeah. on him. Rob See, that's is the getting best thing. a haircut. And, <laughs> and that's not a euphemism? No. Rob's getting a haircut because we all have to go to Canada tomorrow. <laughs> to stay there <laughs> to in Canada. To Perfect timing, by the way. You know, real funny, real funny story, too. Coming down here, I got into the city like in lightning time, and there was still line getting out of the city. So yeah. I just feel like I feel like there's a, that's indicative S- of the entire... Something's happening. Yeah, something's going on. Um, all right, so you mentioned Gears of War. You got a lot of good stuff coming out for uh, Gears of War 3 and Gears of War 4, uh, the Torquebow product development. Uh, what's going on with that? 
Okay. You want to take that one? Or oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I, I talked enough already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Gears of War, we're back with Gears of War. It all started back in 2008 with Gears of War, and we just came off the collector's edition where we had two uh, two versions. One was a standard, which was global, and then another one, which was variant, which was an Amazon exclusive. And uh, we've had the Torque Bow uh, out there for quite some time now. Uh, there's definitely yeah. been some... Uh, product development engineering fun that's been going on with it because mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't seen it if you go on our website or if even you just look up gears of war torque bow it's not a small pistol uh this thing is 42 inches in height it's 30 something inches long when you have it in your hand it weighs about 45 pounds um it has led technology built inside of it um obviously you have to worry about packaging. can you get it at a gun show uh n- no, uh, but but I'm <laughs> there's sure laws there is, for that. <laughs> there's there, there's you know, cu- customs when it comes into the country. They love us. There's flags going up <laughs> and everything everywhere. You know what company are we today? Uh, no, uh, it's it's it definitely has been a process. But we've uh, we've been able to work it all out. You know, yeah, p- packaging and polyfoam so that it doesn't. You know, UPS or FedEx when they throw it, it doesn't break. Uh-huh. Uh, we've definitely gotten into a point where um, we're, we're looking at a was it second a Q2. early early yeah. Q2 2017 yeah. release date. It's, yeah. it's been a long time coming and it's finally at the finish line and I know a lot of Project Triforce customers that's it's sort of like I think the longest outstanding product yeah. that people have been saying like hey where is this thing and you know we're just sorry it was just <laughs> it was a bear to engineer more so than anybody ever thought but it's also cool as hell and it's almost done so look cool takes time right? right yeah you know and you know nobody ever remembers when it comes out on time people remember when it's great this so, is true. Um, so it was, you know, a little bit longer than what we wanted, but we're finally at that final stage now where we can say, you know what, this thing isn't going to fall apart when we ship it, and it looks awesome. <laughs> so um, it just took us longer to get there. So we're excited about that to get that one off our plate because out of like, as Matt said, Gears of War, you know, built the company, and that was sort of the thing that we've always been waiting yeah. to deliver upon to sort of make it to the fans. They've gotten everything else. They got their Lancer. They got their Hammer Burst. They got their snub uh snubs uh, yeah got their, collector's editions yeah, they got their locust busts but um this is finally you know wish fulfillment for them. see i love i love when guests segue into questions for me which is great so it built the company um john i know you're kind of relatively new at project triforce I am. but matthew how long have you been there and how long has the company been around in general the company's been around since 2008 um i've come on around actually it's been right over about and by the way you are very handsome this we have uh at uh andy one i think is who just joined i don't know who that is but uh but uh very handsome thank you you got a lot of hearts and thumbs up i like it um i've been there since 2005 um like i said uh, uh, 2011 ish. I've been there. I was gonna for say 2005. We were still at Wizard at that yeah. point. Actually, you weren't. I was you weren't even there. Boy. You weren't even there. <laughs> yeah, it was still the best. you'll miss. You'll miss my tenure at Wizard. It was not l- long, but we'll get into a little Wizard-related uh, news <laughs> when we go spinning the racks in uh, in segment four, which is our weekly news segment. It's kind of. Another more shocking Crazy. news, not more shocking news. So, um, yeah, no. but yeah, anyway, so the, um, you've been around since 2015, you said, uh, 2011, 2011 for about five years. I pretty much was, uh, one of the first guys there and being able to see it grow from a company where, and I was working on three licenses at the time, yeah. it was gears of war, mass effect. And shortly when I came on, then it was Batman. Now I think we have, we were going it the other day. It's, you know, 25 somewhat licenses. Mm-hmm. We have about 30 somewhat products on our website and looking at our calendar for next year, uh, you know, g- going back back to it we have the torque bow uh, you mm-hmm. know finally coming out but it's not like okay we're getting that out there it's what's next for gears we got, sure. we got a lot of cool things in the pipeline for gears that we're going to be announcing uh before the end of the year and um it's it's definitely going to be cool for the next uh couple months years down the line so you guys you guys just moved into new offices i mean you're really expanding hmm. at what point in your run, did you all of a sudden, you know, start to feel the momentum where this thing is growing from, you said, like, you know, the initial, like, three employees or three licenses, whatever the case is, uh, to something, you know, as big as you guys have made it now? You know, when I got out of my shed, no. Uh, <laughs> Rob, you know, smoke signals to try to get a signal to him. Uh, no, I would probably say about two and a half, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously obtaining the Batman license and re-upping it is it's big it's you know the, the batman transcends you know yes yeah. there's gears of war which we love halo which we love that transcends as well but w- once you get something like a batman or uh potentially something that we're working on right now with marvel uh it, it's th- there's something about it, it it's yeah. outside of video games it's comic books it's movies even mm-hmm. though you're doing the batman cowl or the batarang from batman arkham city or mm-hmm. arkham knight or whatever it is uh it's still batman 
Yeah. You get these people, oh, I have all these cowls, you know, the Tim Burton Batman, I, I have the, the Adam West cowl, but, but you guys, oh, this cowl's awesome, LED lights, it's not on a stick, this is awesome, let's do it. Uh, so probably around two and a half, three years ago when... Um, a lot of projects were going on at a time, and we, you're getting like massive hearts on Periscope. By the I'm way. really you're like a heart. You're right like a heart now. throb right now. I mean, I this, am, is, this, this is, is you know this is pretty exciting. Is my wife friend? on there? No, it, it's very possible. If not, you know, you got a new one if you want. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> so that, that's really when it happened. When it, it, when we really you know I guess um, sunk our feet into obtaining more licenses, getting these uh, crazy ideas that are that are these torque bows out to the market and out to mm-hmm. the world. Um, and these having multiple collectors editions at once, and uh, doing some doing some asset creation also for Gideo games as to, uh, as well. That was, you know, that was when it was like, oh, is we, a Gideo game got... different than a video game? Yeah. yeah, I was gonna point it out. <laughs> yeah. I just pulled a Marone. It's Maronism. That's what it is. As yeah. the as the host, I have to point that out. We're talking with uh, Matthew Marone and John Preddy from Project Triforce. They do a lot of they just do the coolest video game merch around. But um, you know, you're doing now merch for Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed is going to be a big time movie. You got Michael Fassbender coming out. What do you guys think? Well, first of all, what do you guys think of the movie coming out? And tell us how you how you're all connected with that. It's it, it's a shame to say it like this, but. It's going to be the I, what I truly do think from everything I've seen. And everything, mm-hmm. It's going to be the best video game movie adaptation. And I say it's a shame to say that because it's a good movie. Yeah. And that's that. Whenever you get video video game movie, yeah, you're always going to hear that. That's what uh, World of Warcraft was mm-hmm. or was supposed to be or is. Um, it was going to be this best video game adaptation movie. No, this is a good movie um i mean plus i would pay to see michael fassbender you know pop popcorn i don't know yeah. but uh, i mean it's it's well, fassbender <laughs> you know, what's cool about it is it's also like a, di- a different take of your typical video game movie yes. where it's not actually an adaptation of a video game it's it's in line with the stories of the video game so we're, they're not adapting you know a previous installment this is actually mm-hmm. an installment in the assassin's creed series in yeah Assassin's creed story so that's a cool spin on it so um you know we'll see i think it looks cool what, I think our how much, cool. yes. how much access to the film do you get? Because, I mean, obviously you're working on the, you know, the merchandise that goes along with it. So, I mean, are you tapped into scripts? Are you tapped into first looks? I mean, how deep does how deep does the company get? And what can you show us right now on the air right tonight? <laughs> well, my cell phone, which is gold right now. No, uh, <laughs> you know, I think any licensee will say that uh, you definitely get to see some cool things. Uh, if Depending on how, you know, well you know the developer, there's some things that you you will um, definitely spoil for yourself. And sure. You will punch yourself in the face for it sometimes. But um, the, the p- team over at Ubisoft uh, have been fantastic for us. We started about a year and a half ago working with them on Syndicate. We have a Jacob statue that's uh, that everyone is loving right now. Mm-hmm. And we have Aguilar. We, we may be doing something with a, a Blu-ray or DVD release coming out with them. And um, Ubisoft has been fantastic. And we've been able to see the process of them bringing this up throughout the uh, from the ground up, essentially. Sure. And, and having access to that and, and seeing things before it came out and just saying oh my god the reaction is going to be amazing it's it's definitely been been cool you know do we know everything no but um the things that we have seen and we do know makes us very very excited for this very cool all right when we come back because we're going to commercial break we are going to talk a little bit more actually i want to know more about the project triforce they actually work work hand in hand with some of the video game developers um we want, to, we want to learn more. And as always, this is a call-in show, so if you'd like to call in, 877-480-4120. And uh, don't forget, you can chime in on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire, and our Periscope feed, at Michael underscore Dolce. When we come back, more Project Triforce. And uh, we're also going to get a little bit Doctor Strange with our guests, because it's all related. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We got our, our number one troll, Fika Leone. Fika Leone is actually how I think you pronounce it, which I don't even care. But he just he just chimed in, uh, you know, I hate you. You're awful. I need a life. Fair. That's You know, you got to love the, the, the inward thinking that all of our trolls do. At least he's being honest. Uh, you or know, she, or, or she, is, right. We don't honest. even, you know, it that's works. very sexist of you. Yeah, You're a I'm, sexist for, for just Trump. assuming <laughs> assuming that. Uh, we are Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. We talk comics, movies, TV, music, and pop culture Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern and Talking Alternative. We also do this is a uh, Facebook stream on Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. And we also do this on Periscope at Michael underscore Dolce. And then every Friday we go on to iTunes uh, and blast the, our entire the entire world with our podcast as well, too. So uh, if you like what you're listening to or if you don't like what you're listening to and you like to troll what you listen to, that's cool, too. Just support us. Go to the Patreon page. Uh, MichaelDolce.com will take you right to the Patreon page. $2 patrons get a copy of the show outline before we go to air. $5 patrons get an exclusive feed. Dollar patrons get to be shouted out on air. So it's uh, it's pretty cool stuff, and definitely check us out. We have the fine folks from Project Triforce on. We have Matt Marone, and we have John Peretti. So welcome, you guys, as well, too. This is our uh, third section. See, it's not so bad. You guys, we talked about a little, a lot of little fun, election. A lot of fun. Did you say earlier Steve Ovecki was an EP of the show? Steve Ovecki is an EP of the show. Good for you, Steve. So full, full disclosure. <laughs> Congratulations. Full disclosure, uh, John and I worked together at Wizard, and uh, we've actually known each other for, for a, a while. You know, well, yeah, actually, we were, yeah, we were coming and going. I was I was leaving when I came when, and went fairly yeah. quickly. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into that in the set in the fourth segment because we've got uh, some Wizard related news that we're gonna do when we go spinning the racks, and yeah, I'm Christmas sure came early. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, the, the funny thing is, is that John and I have opposite experiences when it comes to this particular individual in the news. So uh, it'll be it'll be fun to hear. Um, yeah. But the the funny thing is, he can't get me a free table at any of the shows anymore. So you know you know what good is womp, that womp, now? Womp. Uh, but we were talking Project Triforce. We were talking about the Gears of War. We were talking about Assassin's Creed, especially. What's like the uh, you guys talked about the Torque Bow being like the coolest thing that you're looking forward to? But what previous product was like? Like what license you talk about the Batman license? Like what product like puts you guys like just they're like a buzz in the office or excitement? Something where as a fan you're like, holy crap, this is awesome. For, for me, I'm I'm a big gamer, so any license we obtain, it it allows me to harken back to something back in the day. We when we obtained the Doom license, I yeah. was like, this is one of the first games that I ever played on PC, and this was the first thing that really gave me a multiplayer online experience. You know, there was Unreal Tournament, uh, which is still an amazing game, but when we got the Doom license, I'm like, I need to make a chainsaw or a BFG. I need that in my life. I have no idea where I'm putting them, but I need <laughs> this in my life. Um, Back to DC, when we got the Injustice license, um, you know, just having the idea of potentially doing something with Superman, but then creating this obscenely big and awesome uh, Green Arrow arsenal that we're still trying to figure out how we're fitting into people's mm -hmm. rooms uh, was really cool also. Um, I don't know. What about you, John? Well, for me, it's a little different because, as Mike alluded to earlier, I'm, I'm fairly new to Triforce. I worked at Marvel for nine years. And uh, I knew Rob from actually before my time at Marvel. And um, we had always sort of kept in a, you know, close friendship over the years. And in the past year, he started to talk to me. He's like, hey, you know, I'm expanding. I need a sales guy if you want to come over. And so we talked about it for a year. So I really didn't start full time at Project Triforce until this past August. And as Matt can tell you, a lot of this stuff conceptually takes a long time in development mm -hmm. and a long time to come to fruition. So yes. I actually really haven't seen a brand new product come through the office yet. I've basically, yeah, I've, you know, have worked in selling in, uh, you know, a little bit of product that is coming in like yeah. about a month or so, but I haven't actually gotten that full on reveal of brand new yet. I, I think it just one of the coolest things was when we obtained the Last of Us license, mm -hmm. because I mean, obviously hindsight, it was, it came out of nowhere and it, it's it's amazing, you know. Who knows what the people in Naughty Dog are doing now? That uh, yeah, man down that <laughs> Uncharted, uh, you know, is apparently done with. But when we got the license, we were like, we we know something's here. So does Sony. So does Naughty Dog. Obviously, or they wouldn't be making it. And we're like, we have something here. And creating a, a, a statue that sold out within 24 hours, resold it another 20, resold out another 24 hours later. Kotaku does a a um, an article saying. Yeah, buy it yesterday for $120 or buy it today for, for over $900. It was really incredible. So that was one of the cooler things. And getting a license 
you know, but right as soon as it hits or right before it hits, so you're right on the train and knowing that it was going to be that massive is always something that's really cool. Now, you guys um, do um, not just, obviously, the merchandise, but you're actually kind of heavily involved in some of the game design development as well, too. So just talk about that real quick. I mean, as much yeah. as you obviously can say. Uh, we have three buckets, or more professionally, three pillars. Uh, the standard product, which you talked about, the Torque Bow, the Aguilar statue, things of that nature. Uh, collector's editions, go out mm -hmm. and buy a video game for $60 or buy a video game for $100 and up that comes with some type of statue, you know, some type of metal case and some, some secondary items, patches, things like that. Uh, those are our two front-facing uh, portions of our business. And then, you know, one of the back-facing ones or, or back-end ones is a digital asset creation. And, you know, though I can't go crazy into it, as we've been lucky enough over the past few years to work with some game studios and creating concepts and uh, 3D assets for them, mm -hmm. uh, or collaborating is a better word, um, that end up making it in the game. Um, and it's really cool because... You know, not, not trying to give away the secret sauce here, but being able to do that really allows us to focus out three or four years from now because we're working on titles that no one knows that it's coming yeah. out. And uh, give us that, one right now. Just tell us right now. No, right now. Just do it. I'm telling you, won't get, you won't get in trouble. I'm telling you, you'll be totally fine. <laughs> and I'm fired. Uh, I was the longest. <laughs> How is Best Buy looking right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know, being able to um, be that end-to-end -end solution, yeah. saying that we'll concept something, we'll 3D model it. Hey, since we 3D modeled it. You know, let's take that model and turn it into a statuary, excuse me, or a weapon replica mm -hmm. or something like that. And, oh, let's bring this into a collector's edition. It's uh, very unique yeah. and it is a uh, fun process. And very you really smart. Rob knew what he was yeah. doing. Yes, he did. <laughs> very smart. Which is man. very surprising yeah. as well if you've ever met Rob. Right. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah, Rob's like, yeah, we can do concept art. Yeah, we're we're, yeah, we're sure. good. Uh, Matt, do we have anyone? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could draw Matt, right? Oh, come on, man! Stick figures don't count. <laughs> um, so you guys actually had a really big spread at, at New York Comic Con yeah, too. We did. Uh, what do you guys think of the the, the convention experiences? And uh, we're going to segue into some fun stuff because we got some cool movies that are out and stuff like that. But first, the convention experiences. What uh, What do you guys think? So I'm a germaphobe, yeah. and and, and um, usually not a big fan of them. Uh, New York Comic Con is interesting because I remember you know it's it's the only con that at least so far in its relatively young lifespan, I've been able to go to all the shows too. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I think uh, the first year I went as a fan, second year I went with Wizard, and then the rest of the years I was there with Marvel, mm -hmm. and then this year with Triforce. Um, but I've never actually had to actually plan and execute the booth. I was always a guy that went there and, yeah, yeah. you know, um, you know Throw you into the ring of yeah, fire. Yeah, had the meeting very or whatever. quickly. Yeah, and then I come in to uh, Triforce, and within like a month left, they're like, "Oh, hey, you know, we need somebody to plan a booth." And I was like, "All right," and you know, you can do that. I'm like, "Oh, no, probably not," but uh, so, uh, <laughs> so I did it. Vote so of confidence. So, yeah. that, so that was a that was a cool experience. It was something I never got to do before. It was actually you know the back end of of a convention. Um, as in terms to you know just being on the floor there, being the guy that brings it. I, I learned what drage was. Yeah. Um, I got to deal with some of the finer unions in New York City for the first time, which was a lovely experience. So they're um, very polite, right? Yeah, and can't see me. See again, great radio. I'm actually like rolling my the, eyes. As and I do the it. fees <laughs> fantastic. Are, the fees are super reasonable. Wow, it's, it's <laughs> so, um, so that was cool. As you know, it was like my first brand new experience with Triforce was being asked to to, to pull off, uh, you know, a booth planning. So. Um, that was good. I think well, now you can Matt, handle anything, Matt, did I right? Do okay, I thought you did better. fantastic. Thank I would you give you a, a happy face sticker. Nice. Do you guys report. think um, you, especially now? <clears throat> I mean, you've been at, you've been in every New York Comic Con. Now, New York Comic Con still had a good buzz to it, but I, you know, I was at San Diego this year. I was at a bunch of different conventions, and I felt like I felt like it wasn't as crazy as it's been in years past i actually yeah, yeah. san diego's a different monster though right san diego but is see, a different monster. san diego though this was this was my recap of san diego though hey uh, so i had a i had an exhibitor booth for my comics that i was selling and stuff like that nice and i was plug. basically like you know, <laughs> hey i always go i am plug, a plug, plug machine plug. here okay this this sire thing up here are you on issue five uh, no 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 we're in issue 10 dude <laughs> oh, geez, okay. hugely doubled our output uh now so uh, <laughs> i was in san diego and um you know i said to the guy that i i do these uh do the shows with we usually share booths and i'm like hey, i need to go get a sandwich and 20 minutes later i was back with a sandwich mm. that shouldn't that's happen. unheard of yeah that should it's not happen in san diego right picked clean exactly yeah. no right exactly i should be gone for like three hours i shouldn't right. be able to walk through but i was able to walk through and i felt like i felt like all the buzz was just this not is there too convenient right and even even near comic-con to an extent I, I felt like now we think you know our opinion on the show is we think it's it's a it's a repercussion of 
you know, the movies just weren't as good this year as in years past. Interesting. You think it's what all do you guys movie think? related? I, I think it has to be, right? Because I think the conventions now, you're getting a lot of people. I mean, these are not comic book conventions anymore. I no, mean, they're not. No, they're not. The Definitely day of the not. comic book artist stealing Which the is show. So because in its peak, like when, when New York Comic Con took off like wildfire, that was the thing. It's like, oh, this is the big, this is what San Diego used to be. Right. It's now, but now it's like back to comics. And how quickly that just take off. It's like, oh, we enjoyed that for two to three years. And now it's back to kind of a mini San Diego. So speaking of the movies of the year, what did you guys, if you had to rank the top movies, let's go Deadpool, Ooh. Batman v Superman, Civil War, and Doctor Strange. Those are my only We picks. can put Suicide Squad in there if you want. Well, the top superhero, the big uh, superhero okay. ones, what would, you, what would you rank one through five? I would definitely put Civil War number one for myself. Okay. Um, oh, Matthew's shaking his head yeah. here. What do we got now? You did? Were you? Are you Batman v Superman? Because I know you're a DC guy. So you. So okay. Let me let me say this. Let me I mean, let me preface. This. So I <laughs> uh, yeah, I worked at Marvel for, like I said for nine years. I am too prior uh, mainly a, a DC fan. Growing up, DC was was that's quite my the jam. contradiction. Yeah, DC was <laughs> my jam. Batman was my guy, and I loved DC comics growing up. But I read Marvel, but I was mainly just a DC guy. Their universe is by far has always been my preferred universe, and that that's pretty common throughout mm-hmm. the industry. You would find a lot of people at Marvel are mainly DC fans. A lot of people at DC are mainly Marvel fans. But at the end of the day, you're all comic book fans, and that's why you're all doing what you're doing because it's you know. You know, uh, the levels of hatred really only exist at like a top, top, top sure. levels of the company. Sure. Yeah. And everybody else is just, you know. Everyone else is, is, is pretty yeah. cool with each other. Um, so because of that, um, you know, I, you know, personally, I wasn't a big fan of the New 52 and the, and the reboot. And that didn't have anything to do with like the fact that I was working at Marvel at the time and we were competing because really healthy business, healthy business. If people are going sure. to comic shops to buy DC books, it's a great thing. more than likely to you know, sell Marvel books as well. So we really never, you know, I never, when I was at my tenure there, basked in there, you know, when they were sort of on their downturn. Um, I just never took to the new 52. And yeah. I, th- because the new DC movie universe is heavily inspired by the new 52 and not the, the DC universe that I identify with. Sure. It's just, yeah, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It just rings not true to me. Okay. And so now, Matthew, you were actually we were talking um, before we went on though. Doctor Strange was actually yeah. pretty freaking cool because I, you know what, if I had to choose between Doctor Strange and Deadpool, I'd put Doctor Strange ahead of Deadpool personally. Doctor Strange was, it was a Marvel movie that wasn't a Marvel movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the the story, uh, the acting into it, the pace, um, you know, it, it, outside of you know, as John said off air, you know, outside of Guardians of the Galaxy, um, to me, it was probably. I'm sorry, and uh, uh, Winter Soldier was actually my favorite Marvel movie. This was probably mm-hmm. second, and then Guardian of the Galaxy third. Uh, there was just the, the graphics, the, the way they brought the world in. It was just very unique, uplifting, fun. The pacing, you know, people can critique the first act or whatever. I really like the place pacing of the whole movie. Um, it was a fun ride. Yeah. It was definitely a fun ride. But back to your original question, Batman vs. Superman, number one. Okay. Number two would be Doctor Strange. Number three would be Deadpool. And I that that's a flip of the coin for me because they're both really good movies, uh, in my opinion. Uh, four would actually be another flip of the coin. I enjoyed X Men Apocalypse. Oh um, yeah, I didn't even I didn't even rate. Was, I didn't, was it Days of Future Pass? No, but put that in there. I, I still enjoyed it. Um, and then I would do uh, Suicide Squad last. All right. When we come back, he's going to defend his Batman v yeah. Superman choice. And we're going to go spinning the racks. A Wizard World executive is being sued for a million dollars after getting fired. And I wonder what John Freddy is going to think about that. Oh, weird. <laughs> You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com 
All right, welcome back, Secrets of the Sire. Brand new day today, everybody. Brand new day. I hope we've been a welcome distraction it's from nighttime. all the. Uh, yeah, it is right. I know. Brand new night. Um, I hope we've been a good distraction from all the election talk. We did actually cover some of the election. As we talked about elections. <laughs> As we talked. Well, you know, we, we gotta, you know, we gotta address the elephant in the room, right? The elephant. To, to, is it the donkey or the elephant? Who, which They're one's the, the Republican? They're the elephant, right? The elephant, so yeah, they, yeah. they, you know, gotta address the elephant in the room. But uh, we got John Preddy and we've got Matthew Marone from uh, Project Triforce. And uh, you know, the best part about anything that's related to video game stuff is it's all kind of pop culture related. There's movies, TV. We're all comic book fans. We're all like. You know, movie fans, the comic book universe. So we were talking last segment about our top movies of the year. Um, personally, Doctor Strange was phenomenal. I actually saw it today. It was it was outstanding. John's gonna have to see it at some point. Yeah, three D or three D or regular. Uh, regular, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, regular. Now, to be fair, that looks like a 3D movie that would be like I, a phenomenal have, one to do. I haven't seen it in the IMAX 3D, but I plan on hopefully going this weekend to see it because I did see it regular. So okay. I. I, I'm holding off, but everyone is saying it. it I mean, from everything we saw, it definitely I mean, how, is, it makes sense. If you're going to see a 3D movie where things yeah. are literally, you know, the entire coming set is coming at you, <laughs> it, it totally makes sense. But now, it's the only reason Batman v Superman just because you loved seeing the characters up there? I, 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 am pro- <laughs> I am probably a little bit biased because I have been a Superman fan and I loved Man of Steel. I'm probably one of the 10 people that like Superman Returns. Uh but it, it, for every issue that everyone said, whether it's dark and whether it's this, to me, it was people trying to compare it to something, which is they are con- trying to compare it to either the Christian Bale movie. They're sure. either trying to compare it to the Marvel Universe or uh-huh. they're trying to compare it to good old Tim Burton and, and uh, you know, Br- Brett Ranner. But let's not go into that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. If you if you take it what it is, you sit down and you watch the movie. In my opinion, it cinematography is no great, the <laughs> acting is great. There is a story behind it. You do have to watch Man of Steel, and then it kind of branches in, uh, out into it. Like every movie, it's not perfect. The freaking laptop that, that magically has the Wonder Woman logo and the Flash yeah, I love, logo I love, and everything. I love how like there are, he's got graphic designers working behind the Exactly. Like, there, there are things like that. Did he hire Project Triforce to yeah. develop the? <laughs> Uh, all the cool stuff that goes around is that it. It's what very one of our possible. Artists were doing. That's right. what like working for LexCorp. You, you could you could picture <laughs> Rob Barasevic actually talking to oh, Bruce yeah. Wayne, and he'd be yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, we got that. We uh, got yeah, the, we got that. This is what you need. <laughs> Matt, 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 do we have anybody? That can Rob and this? Bruce would definitely be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd be pulling that tire together in the basement, working out. All <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, though. It was you know, for for my take on it was it was a great first hour of a movie. It was a great Batman movie in the first hour, minus all the killing, obviously, because mm. that doesn't it's not what he does, and then. And then having it somehow become a Superman movie. Although, I mean, honestly, Batman kills somebody in every single movie except Batman and Robin, which is well, he they kill the of. audience's eyes right. <laughs> if you actually no, but see that movie. Right. I mean, it, 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 to be fair, like, and I love because I remember being six years old and going to see the Tim Burton oh, yeah. Batman movie. Yeah. And by that time, I, and I don't know how it happened, but I was already a Batman fan by that time, which was odd. Well, that's but, the brand of Batman. You guys yeah, talked about it, too. Having yeah. that license, I mean, it transcends yeah, right? comics. Um, it transcends all so, that stuff. So, you know, growing up, yeah, I have an affinity for the 89 Batman movie. Um, and it's tough to defend because, I mean, he pops out a bunch of machine guns and lights up the Joker's goons <laughs> for the Batwing at the end. So, I mean, how do you justify that? But I was a kid and I loved it. So, um, you know, I, I do... It is sort of ironic for me to crap on Batman versus Superman and say like, oh, you know, he's bashing people's heads in when he's he's done that before in other movies. Did it deserve a twenty five or twenty eight or something twenty Rotten Tomato? Yes, 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 it did. I hate both of you. Yes, it did. <laughs> I, I, and I'll tell you, You're I'll both tell fired. You, I'll tell you exactly why. Well, Especially my, you. Wait, wait, wait. This is my show. You can't actually, and, and I don't work for you guys. Which actually, I, that's like two thumbs up for me. No, yeah. The, one of the reasons I can definitely say it wasn't good though is is again the. It was a very good first hour if they just stuck with that plot and just kept it that way. And then they had to somehow have a, a, a Lex Luthor that was really the Joker, um, who, or he was trying to play the Joker, because that's essentially what he did. Uh, and you had Doomsday. You had you had like eight comic you know, book stories there are, merged there, into one. There are things, though, and that, the Justice League. there are things that, you know, I, I like about I like. I like Affleck as Bruce Wayne. Love I, it. I, I, as Bruce Wayne, I, like, love I really dig him. I love Cavill as Superman. And, and no problem with him. Like, yeah. Uh, Gail Gadot, fine. Like I didn't understand. I like her. I didn't understand why. I don't think you have enough to like lose your mind over her, like everybody did. Like when it was like, oh my god, Wonder Woman's on. It was like hey, she's cool, but you know, right. let's wait till the awesome. movie. Uh, okay, and um, so I find th- there are things in there. Like I don't. I, I feel bad. I feel bad. Really, like ripping apart any 
movie because it goes back to it's, it's hard work to do anything and so it's ah uh, you yeah. can't no 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 you know no no what, no, you no, can't. no no I agree because then I'll I'll, I'll that's I'll, just making excuses but then, then I will then very well you know go off of my rant of we accept subpar entertainment and that's why we get subpar movies and uh, we accept subpar right. candidates and, and look where we are now, right now. See, oh yep. see that look at how falls into my cynical Sam it's all full circle see how it comes yep. Sam we start off the show with election we we go no no we're gonna actually we're gonna we're gonna I'm pumped for Affleck's Batman movie I'll say that that one I think is gonna be I think it's gonna be tremendous you have a single voice you have a voice that has the weight to kind of say yeah. what he's going to do and do what he's going to say. But there's already controversy with that one. It's like, I mean, DC yeah, just can't get cr- away from this right. right now. Well, yeah, but you know, yeah. It's just like, yeah, come no. on, can you just get one movie out of the way without any, well, actually, I guess that would be Wonder Woman because Justice League isn't because now it's more light and not heavy, I guess you could kind of go with or whatever it is. Well, that's the problem with it though, right? They're, DC is so fickle with, uh, you know, well, we need dark. And then, oh, boy, Deadpool right, was a let, success and Batman yeah. wasn't. We need to go light. Let's be, let's they tried reshoot to reshoot Suicide Squad. I will see. They, they definitely did. It's out there. I mean, they definitely tried to not be Marvel, but in doing so, they, I, I can see how they shot themselves in the foot mm-hmm. in that aspect. If you want me to get into Suicide Squad, I can go all day on that one. We're going to welcome you back. Nother, yeah, we'll, we'll get you back on, uh, actually. I'll a whole other conversation. Up, I'll sum up. It was a problem with New 52, which I think sort of uh, perforates the DC movies for now, um, is that New 52 felt like it was DC's way of trying to be Marvel. And what made DC great was that they weren't Marvel, they were DC. Yeah. So, you know, be your own thing. Don't try to emulate something that you think is, is successful. Let's be- see what happens next year when every two months i think yeah we have another comic book movie or two in the same month it's going to be very yeah. next year is going to be a lot of interest that's with actually something we've movies. talked about too and, and talking about the comic book movie bubble bursting because that's mm-hmm. a lot it's an oversaturation i mean back you had marvel doing this thing and just like any look anything that's great people are going to copycat it and they're going to do it and and not that dc is necessarily copycatting but they're no, essentially I mean, copycatting the blueprint fatigue. i mean copy yeah i mean but are they because it's really it's the only way the movie should be like what Marvel did. It, it it was cool in that it was the first time it was. It wasn't even really the first time it's been done. Plenty of entertainment and the movies and films yeah. have done this before. Star Trek's been doing it since they created Next Generation. They've had a shared universe basically. Yeah, um, a lot. This has existed in in many forms before. But, you know, Marvel did it in, like, the first time. And it's like, oh, this is just like the comic books. We have a shared universe. And if DC, you know, wanted to maintain, they, they had no choice but to. I, you know, it's hard to say they copied it because it's natural. It's what the universe has to be. Sure. So I would never really, you know, ping them for that. I can't believe they didn't do it before. I mean, they had a 20-year jump on Marvel sure. ma- making theatrical movies. Yeah, but you also... They, you know, they had Superman on one hand. Batman, and it wasn't. But even they a, didn't know the blueprint. But, that's the problem. They but, didn't know I, yeah, that, that Marvel did I, something that nobody else and, did. And this, and which is why they get all the credit in the world, because you know Warner Brothers had both Superman and Batman. They had you just you know peanut butter on one hand, jelly on the other, smash them together. Marvel had to go through the thing of like New Line has Iron Man, mm, uh, Sony has Spider Man, Fox has X Men, and they never figured out the Fox well, thing. Uh, Universal has yeah. Hulk. They had to clear up all of that crap to you know DC yeah. had it. Warner Brothers had it for 20 years earlier. And well, talking that's that's another great segue. See, talking about so, a company that had it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, say it ain't so. Norman Reedus, um, Comics Beat, actually originally reported by the New York Post, though. Uh, last week, convention company Wizard World fired their chief marketing officer, Stephen Sheamus, and they filed suit against him. The suit alleges that Sheamus used his position to obtain more than one million dollars worth of signed memorabilia and collectibles from Wizard World guests, which he then sold on the side. A suite set up for some extra cash, if true. According to the suit, Seamus was in charge of relation with the nerd celebrities and negotiated money-losing deals with celebrities who appeared at Wizard World, seeking to get guests who would have the most valuable autographs at any cost, causing Wizard World to lose even more money. Uh, full disclosure, John and I worked at Wizard. We both worked under Stephen Seamus at some point, and uh, we both had equally opposite um, experiences. But John, what do, you, what, do you, what do you think about all this? Um, so, you know, to be fair, I, you know, I couldn't even, I don't even really say that I, I worked there because it was so short. And yeah. I came in really at a bad time in the company. Stephen and blamed the Captain America 25 on you though, right? I mean, this is, <laughs> this was, this was the. That, yeah. And it, yeah. It, so it is. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's not get into the minutiae <laughs> um, My experience there was not, people came out of that place having pleasant experiences and unpleasant experiences. I had an unpleasant experience. Yeah. So goes life. Yeah. I got over it. It was ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, I left there and I ended up working at Marvel for almost a decade. So, or I was much happier. 
the good thing about Wizard is I met a lot of great people there, like Rob, like you, Ricky, Keith. He has to say that because he's like yeah. in my studio right now. He's well, like, he's I, like mean, I met a really. I didn't single out just you. I <laughs> people as well. So, um, anyway, so all right, so uh, probably a lot of factors went into people who were sort of there around my time not having a good and and you knew it because you got absolutely out the, you got it out the the right time. Yep. So, Writing on the wall. Right. So, personal issues aside, like was I surprised when I saw this? I was like, hey, you know, I you think of you hear a lot of stuff there, or whatever. Um, I don't know how they prove this though. Right. Well, because I guess how because basic yeah. because no, but like you're you're saying, hey, you intentionally tanked this company for your own benefit, like. If I'm his lawyer, it's like, no, he's, he, the defense is no, he just sucked at his job and he got some stuff signed. Is right. That a crime? It's like, I, you know, personally, uh, regards of like what I think happened, really happened. I don't know. I, I don't see where there's. I can't case. see him intentionally tanking the company just for his own no, personal. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I mean that's exactly company, what it comes but, down to. Right. So I, I totally agree with that. Um, so, and you know what? And funny, oddly enough, Steven and I had a lot of dealings later in my time mm-hmm. at Marvel. Yeah. And it was totally fine. That's the funny thing. I've actually, and it was funny too, because a lot of people did work under him and I was one of those people, but he and I always got along. He let me work from home one day a week. There was mm-hmm. a trust there. Right. Um, and, and I had a great experience and he actually helped me get Sire off the ground there because were, he would give me advertising for free cool. and it was great. Well, there were a lot of extenuating circumstances of things going on in that company around the time oh, when boy. I came in there. So I, I, I don't really, you know, honestly, it's so far along and like it was, I was not happy there when I was there, but you know, it's so long ago I got over it. How many days did Rob work from home? Oh my God. <laughs> Our lunches on, were epic. On like, that two note. Two hours long. <laughs> on that note, I want to thank uh, Matthew and I want to thank John. Thank uh, real quick, projecttriforce.com. Where, yes. where, where do we go yeah, to get Project all this cool Tri- stuff? Uh, yeah, projecttriforce.com is our website. At uh, Project Triforce is our Twitter. And look up Project Triforce on Facebook. We have newsletters, we have giveaways, we talk about fun stuff. Yeah, and uh, uh, sort of went we'll dark have for a, a little bit. More. We were trying to get a lot of yeah. stuff out. And now we're going live again, awesome. interacting with everybody. And uh, yeah. Check All right, I want to thank you guys, stuff. definitely. Uh, next week, we actually welcome Hassan Godwin uh, from uh, It Came From The Radio and uh, his partner as well, too. And uh, signing off, we'll see you next week in the brand new world. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And and welcome welcome to to 21st 21st Century Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are 
Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 